This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, July 24th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. There was a great deal of talk about how to deal with immigrants arriving illegally in the United States, but less in the United States about what's appropriate for legal immigration. So how many legal immigrants is the right number? Tim Kaine is a research fellow at the Hoover Institution. We spoke this week. So many discussions about immigration immediately leap to illegal immigration, and then those discussions immediately devolve to securing the border. What kinds of process are due people who cross the border illegally? Are these uh, is this a humanitarian crisis? Uh, and sort of what are the how do we treat people here illegally? But of course, we have lots of legal immigration. Um, I think some people here at the Cato Institute might, might argue it's not free enough and perhaps there aren't enough immigrants who want to come to the United States uh, who are able to do so. So the, the question is then, what, do you, what is the right number yeah. of, of legal immigrants? Caleb, I think that's a, that's a great way to, to start the conversation. And you and I have been in D.C. for many years. I've been here for 10 years working and, and often supporting the idea of comprehensive immigration reform, both when uh, Bush was president and uh, with President Obama now in office. And I've lost faith in the idea that we can do comprehensive. Uh, so let's let's back up a little bit. At least that's the approach that, that my colleagues and I at the Hoover Institution have taken and think about incremental reforms and simpler questions. Um, and that one, what's the right number of immigrants, uh, has really been interesting. We posed it to 38 expert members of our working group. These are scholars left, right, and center. Um, includes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Glenn Hubbard, and Eddie Lazier. Uh, and it turned out 79% of the expert panel think the United States should have more legal immigration. And as you know, right now, we have about 1 million a year come into this country legally. These are green card holders. Most of them are going to become citizens. Um, nobody thinks that's a crisis. In fact, most Americans think legal immigration is great. Why not add another 500,000? Why not an unlimited number of scientists and engineers? Now, there's an idea that 65% of our panel uh, of experts supported. Unlimited scientists and engineers, maybe from Russia. Uh, there's a country that you might have some intellectuals realize it's not a safe place anymore. All right. So, uh, you know, there are many different kinds of, of immigration uh, that are that, how people get to the United States. Uh, and we're not, I presume, including people who are here on temporary Visas. Yeah, the idea of temporary visas is, is one that I think really needs attention. But if you look at all of the things we could talk about in immigration and you try to do a comprehensive approach, you're really dealing with um, different groups of people in different circumstances, uh, you know, mixing together, say, a graduate student at the University of Southern California who's from India, who's studying engineering, and he's one of the best electrical engineers in the world. Um, he, he's a really different person than a, than a young child who shows up at the border from Guatemala. And, and you know, treating them the same isn't it, just not right. And it's, it, I think it becomes an excuse for the partisans to, uh, to, to not solve the issue, to keep fighting from extreme positions and give us false choices. You know, do you deport illegals or do you give them citizenship? We have a pathway to citizenship, and I think that's what we're talking about, is trying to build on that pathway. Now, I think I might have not answered your question. It's only because I've got so many thoughts going in my head on this issue, but uh, forgive me if I didn't. Okay. So with respect to people who are just here temporarily, you're talking about essentially perhaps having some of those people who would be coming here otherwise on a two-year visa 
to have the opportunity at least to come here permanently if they're engineers or right. uh, a high level uh, sort of hard science person. I, I think you could build uh, one way to fix the immigration crisis is the crisis in the legislature, you know, the inability to make common sense reform happen. So you could have a guest worker program. Um, but I think that might actually be more controversial than something easier. So we talk about legal immigration, and that means allowing somebody to get a green card and stay here permanently. So it wouldn't necessarily be an H-1B style. But long term, um, Alex Narasta, you know, Cato's own uh, expert on immigration, has, has, I think, talked about this very persuasively, that when America had a Bracero program, a guest worker program for agricultural workers, Illegal immigration essentially didn't exist. Um, if you let people come here and work without offering them a, a pathway to citizenship or a promise of citizenship, that's still a good deal for both sides, for the U.S. economy and for the foreign worker. Dan Griswold, who's a former Cato scholar on immigration as well, sort of analogized our how we talk about immigration to the idea that if we talk this way about prohibition, You'd have a bunch of people saying, once we get rid of all these bootleggers, then we can talk about ending prohibition, <laughs> which is essentially what, what we're, how, we, how we do talk about uh, illegal immigration. Yeah, that's beautiful. So it set, set up a problem not to be solved. And I think you, you certainly can understand in this town, oftentimes when you're a policy wonk um, and you see these two sides fighting in the political arena, you realize it's not right versus left in this town. It's the politicians uh, versus common sense versus uh, oftentimes with the economists. There's not a lot of disagreement among Americans about pathway forward on this, a legalization of, say, the illegal population, not giving them citizenship, not deporting them, but letting them stay here and work. That's got huge support in public opinion polls and just when you talk to folks about it. But that's not what the politicians want. They want to gin up their bases and get the uh, get the win in the primary in their gerrymandered districts. So trying to, um, I think, shame the, the, the politicians about some common sense solutions is uh, one way to resolve the crisis. How does the public and policy experts, how do they think about the proper criteria to use. I know maybe maybe some of the, the public doesn't think that that deeply on on these sort of uh, policy questions. But what kind of criteria do policy experts use when they are trying to determine this number? What is the right number? How many should we allow in? You know, I think for an economist, you want to look at things like economic growth. Is it good for the overall economy? And also, is any policy going to help the per capita income of the United States? And so, when you you look at an issue like free trade, it can, you know. That, that pulls a lot of emotional triggers for people. But economists will generally tell you, and, and I think this is sort of 99% support, free trade is good. It's good for the economy. It creates jobs. It actually helps poor people by bringing in cheaper clothing, for example, into Walmart. Um, it's just a huge win-win. So we focus on growth, on, on job creation. Now, immigration is where it gets tricky, right? Because then you can see these poor people coming in and stealing jobs. But the evidence doesn't show that. It doesn't show it for high-skill workers or low-skill workers. Because every immigrant that comes in, just like everybody from Ohio that might migrate to Florida, they enhance Florida's economy. It's more consumers. It's more people buying houses, boost the real estate market. That applies just as well to people coming from Mexico, Ireland, Poland, wherever. Our country's been built on immigration because it's been a plus for the economy. Isn't that per capita income? metric, isn't that sort of a false metric? How do you mean? 
I mean that a lot of people who are low-skilled immigrants coming to the United States just by definition are going to lower per capita income. Yeah, well, I don't, I, I don't buy that. I, I think um, if you get a low-skilled worker to come in, you, we live in a dynamic economy, so people. But will, temporarily, that that's just going to be necessarily the case. It seems like it, but there are studies. There's one great study of what happened in Israel when there's a huge influx of migrants from Russia. Um, when Russia finally opened up uh, at the end of the Cold War. And you had an influx of people that didn't have skills in, in, the, uh, in the Israeli economy that worked as taxi drivers. And yet incomes of taxi drivers overall in that economy rose. So th- th- you can look at occupational studies and you don't see a lot of downshifting in, in incomes. Economies are too dynamic. You know, you boost the population of any country by 10%, you're going to find a lot of positives, um, a, po- a lot of positive spillovers. We are seeing a lot of unaccompanying young people showing up at the border from countries that are, by some accounts, some of the most dangerous places in the world, like Honduras. And um, this has, in a sense, hardened people's positions when it ought to be softening people's positions because this is a true humanitarian problem. Right. So to back up just a bit of context, the president for a long time has said we need to have comprehensive immigration reform. And yet nothing in the Senate bill that was this comprehensive approach would have dealt with the crisis at the border that we see now. In fact, the rise of unaccompanied children that are supposedly victims of human trafficking are are not. They're being trafficked by their parents. They're being brought here for a better life. No blame or aspersion goes to them. But Caleb, I saw this happen and I thought, great. Finally, Congress has a common sense thing they can rally around. There's a common sense fix. You don't want to draw people here with an incentive that would possibly kill these children trekking across uh, far distances. But let's at the same time increase legislatively the number of refugees we allow in. The United States allows in 150,000 refugees every year. I think that's a great thing. These people actually add to the economy long term. It keeps our our tradition and our heritage alive. Um, Let's increase that to 200,000, but not at the border, not just showing up and raising your hand and saying, I'm a victim of trafficking, when obviously you're not. You're there with your parents. It didn't happen. Um, Politicians immediately fell back into their old positions. Tim Kaine is a research fellow at the Hoover Institution. You can read more of Cato's work on immigration at our website, cato.org.